This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, January 5th, 2014. Sermon on the Mount, Salt and Light. Well, good morning, Connection Church. Pretty impressed that you made it here this morning. We hope that you are blessed beyond measure by being here. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? God, thank you so much that we get to worship you this morning. Thank you for those here who have, have come out. And we just pray a safe covering over their travels today. And those who are coming at later services, Lord, protect them. Um, everybody on the road. God, thank you for uh, days like today, though, where we can just be in your presence and acknowledge your glory and your majesty. Open our hearts so that we might receive this message, that we might be changed and transformed by it. And we pray this in your name. And everybody gathered said, Amen. Amen. So early in his ministry, when the crowds came to him, Jesus went up on the side of a mountain to share a message with them. The message is found in uh, chapters 5, 6, and 7 of the book of Matthew, and it's the longest uh, continuous kind of piece of teaching of Jesus that we find in the New Testament. These teachings have come to be known as the Sermon on the Mount, and, uh, and some of these teachings we will focus on today and for the next four weeks. With that in mind, we encourage you to read Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7 on your own, not just once or twice, but maybe, uh, maybe even weekly during this series, just to familiarize yourself. Uh, study those chapters, make them yours as we, uh, as we closely look at them today and for the next four weeks. Now, the Sermon on the Mount includes many teachings, some very familiar and some maybe not so much so, and they're often heard inside and outside of the church. For instance, the Beatitudes. The Beatitudes is, is a teaching that, that Jesus shared, and it's um, in Matthew 5, verses 1 to, 2, or 1 to 12, right at the beginning of this Sermon on the Mount. The Beatitudes are a series of statements that begins, blessed are the. Some of you may have heard that before. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. The list goes on. A great, great teaching on the Sermon on the Mount, but we're not going to be covering that this time. We'll save the Beatitudes for a future series. Yeah, likewise the Lord's Prayer. We find that also in this uh, section called the Sermon on the Mount. It's in Matthew chapter uh, 6, verses 9 through 13. Now, we, we devoted a whole series to the, uh, to the Lord's Prayer uh, couple of years ago, and perhaps we'll do so again sometime in the future, but for this series, it's not going to be part of it because it would chew up the whole series, and we've got some other teachings we want to do. Our focus this time is on those other teachings of what Jesus shared with his disciples and other followers there on the mountain. So are you ready to get started? Okay, here we go. Today, our focus is salt and light, and it's found in Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. You saw that in the video. You heard that in the video. Four simple verses, 
in which Jesus speaks volumes. Let's start with salt, very appropriate today. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. I'm just thinking about how awesome the Holy Spirit is. We planned this series like back in May, and he knew today was salt day, you know? <laughs> That's wild. So, you are the salt of the earth. Unfortunately, it's difficult for us in our culture today to fully appreciate the full value of what Jesus was sharing with us. I mean, when we can go to the store and get a, a thing of salt for less than a buck, or I went online and looked it up, you can get four pound box for a dollar nineteen. I mean, that's, that's unbelievably cheap. I, we can't fully appreciate the value salt once had. Back in ancient times, salt was very expensive and highly valued by uh, many people, especially the Hebrews, the Greeks, the Romans, many other people. In the Middle East, salt was used to seal an agreement. Uh, the ancient Hebrews made a, quote, covenant of salt with God and sprinkled salt on their sacrificial offerings to God as a show of their trust. As civilization spread, it was one of the main trading commodities and was transported by boat across the Mediterranean along specially built salt roads and across the Sahara Desert in uh, camel caravans. Back then, the scarcity coupled with the universal need for it led nations to even go to war with each other over salt. It's kind of like, our, I guess, like our oil today. That's how important and valuable salt was back then. So the scripture says, you are the salt of the earth. Can you say, I am the salt of the earth? Okay, great. Why is salt so important? So sought after, so valuable. Well, especially back then, it was a preservative. A preservative. Without refrigeration, you know, they didn't have... Uh, great refrigerators like we have today. So without refrigeration, it didn't take long for certain things to just rot like fish ugh, or meat. <laughs> you know, uh, can you imagine pulling a fish out of the water or slaughtering an animal? It just does not take long for that to rot. So salt's a preservative. The, it was used to help preserve these meats or fish um, so that they could remain edible. Absolutely. If you are the salt of the earth, then you are a preserving agent, preserving the positive, not allowing the negative to turn everything rotten. You're the one who brings the love of Christ to a situation, and um, you're able to keep it from going bad keeping things from rotting. You look for the good in people, not the bad. Like salt, you preserve what is good, honesty, loyalty, sincerity in others. But salt is more than a preserving agent. Have you ever uh, watched cooking shows, you know, Rachel Ray, The Chew, all that? Well, without exception, almost, almost, yeah. almost they take this little pinch of salt and put it in the recipe. You know, salt is the basic, most universal seasoning. And in moderation, in little tiny bits and pieces, it really can add flavor to just about 
anything. Salt brings out flavor. And um, I mean, really, have you ever had saltless potato chips? Have you ever had popcorn that has nothing on it? Why bother? Why bother? I'm just saying. Yeah. Anyway, salt saying. does help make things taste better. And so, if you are the salt of the earth, you bring out the flavor. What does that mean? What does that look like? Well, you bring flavor by being the kind and compassion and compa and com kind and compassionate one. You bring the flavor by sticking up for someone who is being taken advantage of, or you are, uh, bring out flavor by being an encourager in someone's life. You bring flavor by remembering someone when everyone else has forgotten them. You are the salt of the earth. The salt of the earth brings flavor to the situation by making a difference, just as Jesus did. But wait, there's more. You know, the people back in Jesus's time probably didn't think about this, but we sure did today. And that's why we're saying this is like a really timely example, salt, the parking lot. So you put salt down in the parking lot and what happens is that the salt lowers the freezing point of the water and so things melt. Salt's a change agent a change agent. It changes the ice, lowering its freezing point, changing it from ice to water. Alan, you're right. Back when we planned this sermon, I, it just sort of blows me away that it's a really good example right now. You are the salt of the earth. Say, I am the salt of the earth. I am the salt of the earth. Thank you. You are a change agent. Say, I am a change agent. As Christ's representatives in the world, you are a change agent. Mm. As Christ's representatives in the world, because you are part of it, wherever you at, are at, whether home, work, community, recreation, whatever you're doing, Jesus can use you to change whatever's going on around you to make a difference in a positive way as Christ works through you. Mm. You know, basic salt, was it NaCl, uh, sodium chloride, back to 10th grade, 11th grade chemistry. Anyway, that sodium is absolutely essential for a lot of your bodily functions. Uh, it helps maintain fluid balance in the cells, regulation of blood pressure, uh, transmitting information in nerves and muscles. It's just very fascinating all that the sodium does within our body. And, and the bottom line is this then. Salt is absolutely necessary for life. You know, it gets a bad rap because we use too much, you know, the blood pressure and all that, but it's absolutely necessary for life. If you didn't have salt, your body would not be able to function. Uh, without it, we would perish. We'd die. And so as Christ followers, we bring Jesus to people. We help to give them life through Jesus Christ. As the salt of the earth, we help to be life givers through Christ. I'm also thinking, Alan, in one of my recent uh, visits with somebody who had a wound, I used salt. It's a salt solution to help the healing in that 
wound. And so salt is also a healing agent when used appropriately. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Matthew 5, beginning at verse 14. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand. And it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they might see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Yeah. Let's bring the lights down. Kathy, hit those sconces, would you? Uh, yeah, they're someplace. And let's, let's even, is it possible to uh, take this, get it really dark here? I wish we could take the slides off the screen. See the candle sitting there? Ooh. There we go, thank you. Remember on Christmas Eve, we talked about um, uh, the Christ candle? That, that's the Christ candle there. But, uh, uh, you know, the thing is, no matter how dark it is, in fact, the darker it is, the more visible that light is, that candle, right? You know, from a very, very great distance, you could see that simple light there. I've heard stories from like in World War II where, um, you know, soldiers had to be very careful when they were out taking a smoke on patrol because a sniper from a great distance away, just from the light of that end of that cigarette, would be able to uh, scope out that person, and that would be all she wrote for the guy smoking the cigarette. Did you know on a dark night you can see a candle flame flickering 30 miles away? That, that's further than past Wilmington. I mean, that's halfway from Wilmington to Philly. And uh, now, of course, you'd have to be maybe on a mountain, another mountain, because the curve of the earth would get in the way over a 30-mile distance. But the light from a single candle can be seen if you, if you had a straight shot there from 30 miles. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. You know, we don't light a lamp and then hide it. We light it to give light so that all can see. Let your light shine, Jesus says, not for your sake, but for the sake of others, so that they might see the good you do, so that they can give glory to God for the good God is doing through you through you. <coughs> All right, can we bring the lights back up? We can up? bring the lights back up, although right. this is very cool. It is, it is. You know, Connection Community Church, we are a community of faith, and this church is like a light on a hill. People in this town know about us. They see us. We were visiting little Drew Brandenburg yesterday in Dover, and the nurse came in and uh, they said, oh, hi, you know, something about being my grandchild. And Rachel said, well, there are pastors. Oh, where do, you pa where do you pastor? Connection Church. Oh, I've heard of that church. All the way in Dover. She'd been to the church. She'd been to the church. Seriously, I was like, wow. So Connection Church, we're here to make a difference. We're here to make a difference. Can you imagine what would it be like if we weren't here? Would, would anybody miss us? I hope so, because we're here to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. You know, the Peach Festival is like this mega outreach that we do, and that really has a huge effect on people's lives because they end up coming here. 
because of the Peach Festival. People come in and get a bag of food when they're hungry. Uh, lots of families received Christmas because of your generosity. We are here to let our light shine so that others can see not us, but Jesus. We're here to reflect Christ to others. You know, remember this, uh, Connection Community Church isn't this place, this building. Uh, you know, we say, I'm going to church. Really, we should say, I'm going to the place where we gather as a church. You know, this is the, the, uh, a place that keeps the church warm and dry when, we get, when the church gathers for worship because the church, quite simply, is you. It's us. It's you, 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 you. But all of us in community together, Connection Community Church, so you, Connection Church, you individuals gathering together as the church, you are the light of the world. You, in reality, you're a reflection of the light of the world because we know the light of the world is Jesus Christ. Amen? So when you are the light of the world, actually you're a reflection of the true light. That's the idea. It's like Jesus is the sun, which he is, <laughs> and we are the moon. As the moon reflects the sun's light, we're to reflect the light of Christ out there in the world. And we hope there aren't any eclipses <laughs> in this case. Our goal is to fully reflect Christ at all times. Hopefully when people see us, what we say, what we do, how we act, how we treat others, how we conduct ourselves both publicly and privately, when they see us, hopefully they are seeing a reflection of Jesus Christ. Hopefully when they look into our faces, somehow they are able to see the face of Christ. Have you ever been around anybody like that? I mean, they're like magnets. You just know that there's something different, even if you don't know that they're a churchgoer or a Jesus <laughs> follower. Church isn't about, it's not about that, although that's important so that we can gather and learn. But claiming Christ as the leader of our lives, when I, you know, you just know there's something different. And then you find out it's Jesus. They're like, I remember our girls used to paint those sun catchers and we'd hang them up in the window and the sun would come through and it would just be beautiful. And so that's what we are. We're a sun, S-O-N, catchers, as we have an opportunity to reflect Christ to others. Yeah. Um, his love shines through those catchers. Uh, and that's the key. You know, we aren't salt and light because we try to be, you know. If you just try to be salt and light, it's really hard. Or because we want to be. We might want to be all day long, but that's not what's going to capture it. We're salt and light because we're so in love with Jesus that we can't help ourselves any longer. And how does that happen? How do we get so in love with Jesus that we're salt and light, that he's shining through us. Well, it's a relationship, right? 
And like any other relationship, we got to give it our time and our energy. We devote ourselves to knowing Jesus better, allowing him to have space in our lives, allowing him to have big space in our lives. So it's, it begins by allowing him in and then getting to know him just as if you're getting to know a new friend or going deeper in that relationship. It also has everything to do with recognizing our need for God, that we are sinners, that we mess up, and we need somebody to help us, to guide us, to bridge that gap. That is too big for us to bridge ourselves. It's about prayer. It's about study. It's about thinking, well, what would Jesus do in various situations? You know, it's really hard out there. I know you know that. We're in workplaces and spaces where it just seems like there's no Jesus there, but there is. There is. And you can be that change agent. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus have me do? Continually ask Jesus to be a part of your life when you wake up, throughout the day, when you go to bed. Giving him a little more of yourself each and every day, allowing him to help you be salt and light. Salt and light, that's been our focus this morning. We hope we've given you something to chew on. Hopefully it's not too much salt, because that's not good for us. But we can be the salt of the world, because that's what Jesus says. You are the light of the world. That's what Jesus says. We reflect Christ to others. We're going to close today with um, our scripture that we started with, but we're going to use Eugene Peterson's version. It's a paraphrase of this wonderful passage mm. of scripture. So here's the rendering, uh, Peterson's rendering of what Jesus shared with on the mountain that day. Let me tell you why you are here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I put you there on a hilltop on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open with, up with God, this generous Father in heaven. Amen. Let's pray. God, thank you for your teaching through your son, Jesus. This group of teachings, Sermon on the Mount. <coughs> Open us up, Lord, that we might be salt and light to a dry and dark world at times to give flavor, to bear um, good stuff to those around us. 
We thank you today, Lord, for that opportunity and that privilege. We pray this in your name. Everybody gathered said, amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church, please visit our website at connectioncc.org or on Facebook at facebook.com slash connectioncc. You can also contact our church office at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.